Hello moms, this is Holly McLean, the Mommy Answer Lady. And the question for today is, how do I keep my child in bed? Bedtime should not be a struggle, and it doesn't have to be. It should be a time of relaxation and joy. We'll talk about that today. I know there are a lot of moms that are anxious to hear the answers that would be given today because bedtime is a struggle for a lot of people. A lot of people with little children just struggle through bedtime and really do not look forward to that end of the day where they're going to have a long, drawn-out struggle with manipulating and whining. It really doesn't have to be that way. What should bedtime be like? Well, here's a good example of a bedtime routine. You say prayers, you have a short song, a kiss and a hug, and you say, good night, see you in the morning. And they say, good night, mommy, and you turn off the light. That should be the end of it. It shouldn't be a long, drawn-out struggle. So we're going to talk today about how you can make your bedtime routine with your children something that's easy, it's quick, and in fact, it's something that you look forward to every day. So first I want to say, here's some things that shouldn't happen at bedtime. There shouldn't be crying. There shouldn't be fussing. There should not be a child getting in and out of bed. And there should not be a parent having to stay in the room until they fall asleep. That is not what bedtime should be like. So let's change it if that's the struggle that you're having right now. Have you ever heard the phrase, whatever's worth having is worth working for? I want to say that that is absolutely true when you have children. If you work for something, it's worth it if you put in the effort ahead of time. Some of the things that need to be done before bedtime are that you need to make sure all of their needs are taken care of. For instance, make sure they have eaten dinner, they've had maybe an evening snack or had a bottle, they've gotten a drink of water, They've gone to the bathroom, and the water, by the way, don't make that a big drink. A little sip of water is fine. <laughs> you don't want a big drink. Um, so they've gone to the bathroom, they've had, or they've had their diaper changed, had time with you during the day. That's something that we talked about before in, on another uh, podcast. And that they're not sick. So you want to make sure they don't have a fever or anything like that's going on. If you have spent time talking with them and listening to them during the day, their bed is safe and comfortable. Um, give them a large cuddly toy to hug in case they get scared at night. Once you know all of this is taken care of, you can have the confidence to enforce bedtime without excuses, okay? You need that in your own heart because you love your children, right? And you don't want them to be suffering and you don't want them to be scared and you don't want any of those things to happen. And your children really understand the, all of that, right? They know that. So they can pretend they're scared when they're not really scared. They can pretend they have to go to the bathroom when they really don't have to go to the bathroom. They can pretend they need a drink when they don't really need a drink. And your heartstrings just are plucked when they come out and say, Mom, I need a drink, or Mom, I'm scared, or, or whatever. And so you need to make sure that all of their needs are taken care of, and you have confidence in that so that you can easily enforce bedtime without your heart wrenching over it, okay? So make sure that everything is taken care of before they get in bed. And then if they do one of these other things trying to get out, you know that what they're doing really is disobedience. That's really what's going on. 
And as far as being scared at night, we I think we've talked about this. If we haven't, we will certainly talk about it on a, on a future podcast. You certainly don't want your children to have watched a scary movie or do something that would, would make them scared. Although we'll talk about how to take care of that too in just a little bit here. So in order to be consistent, you have to have confidence that all of this is taken care of, okay? So let's put that aside and say all of that is taken care of, and then we can move on. Now, children are just like adults. They have sleep cycles. They will go into a very deep sleep and then a lighter sleep throughout the night. And they have to learn that at night, when they are in a lighter sleep cycle, they don't wake up and cry and fuss. Instead, they go back to sleep. They need to learn that, okay? Because if they learn that when they get in that lighter sleep cycle and then they wake up for a moment, they cry and then they get mommy or daddy to come and play with them or talk with them or walk them around the room or put them in the car to drive them around or whatever, they will learn that they can do that. And then they will do that. And I know a lot of parents, that's what they do in order to get their children back to sleep. They'll go in there and talk to them or they'll play with them or they'll read them a book or they'll sing them a song or whatever. And what you're doing at that point is you're teaching your child to wake up at night and get your attention. And you don't want them to do that. It's not good for them really. And it's definitely not good for you, right? It's not good for them not to learn how to go back to sleep. It's better for them to get a full night's sleep, just like it's better for you to get a full night's sleep. And you're both going to need it in order to be the kind of people you need to be the next day. And you certainly are going to need it to have the patience that you need to be a good mom, right? So in order for all of this to happen, you have to have confidence that everything's taken care of. And then when they wake up, they need to know it's not time to get mommy or daddy to come in. That's not the time for that. It's still dark outside. Okay, it's time for sleep. They need to know that. And we're going to talk about how to teach them this in just a little bit. Obviously, there are different stages of development with children. There's newborns, there's infants, there's toddlers and young children, etc. And you're going to handle bedtime differently for different stages. So I'm going to talk first about newborns. They have to be fed every two to three hours normally, so it's important to make sure that they are fed, burped, changed, and that their bed is safe and comfortable. Once all this is done, make sure you keep the lights dim any time you have to change or feed them during the night. They need to start to learn about daytime versus nighttime as soon as they come home from the hospital. I had a little bed next to my bed that my newborn slept in for the first few weeks while this was necessary. When you turn on a bright light, that distracts them and it uh, wakes them up really a lot more than they need to be woken up. So be sure that the light that you use at night is very dim. Um, I used a small flashlight that was not pointed toward them, kind of pointed in another direction in the room so that it would just kind of light the room up just enough that I could take care of whatever they're needing at that point. And we're talking about newborns here, of course. Don't ever take them on car rides and walk them around the house, sing them songs and all that kind of stuff in the middle of the night. This only adds to their confusion about nighttime being different than daytime. As soon as they come home from the hospital, they need to be learning nighttime versus daytime and what happens differently at those two times, okay? Another thing that I thought worked really well was to have a warm water bottle or a heating pad on low to place in their bed when you get them out of bed to feed them. 
So you feed them, you burp them, you change them so they don't get all relaxed after feeding and then you they hit a cold sheet you know you don't want them to hit a cold sheet so you just want you put something in their bed to keep it warm while they're out of their bed and then you make sure it's not too hot of course before you lay them in it and then you lay them in it quietly and and comfortably Um, so you remove that uh, before you put them back and you need to test it to make sure it's not too hot leaving the lights as dim as possible that's one of the most important parts when you're with a newborn after they've come home from the hospital, okay? Or I guess you could have had them at home. That's another <laughs> another deal. So if they cry after a half hour or so, and you put them in bed, you've burped them, make sure they're burped and they're changed and everything's fine and the bed's comfortable and all that. And then they lay down, not right? And they start to cry, maybe 15 or 20 minutes later, okay? That happens. Then you gently place your hand on their back and wait until the next time they should feed. Okay, so you know that they should be feeding about another hour and a half or two, maybe maybe three hours or whatever. You gently place your hand on your back. You don't get them up until then. Let them cry a little bit, knowing that you are right there and that they are safe, but also that you are not getting them up right now. Earplugs are helpful in this case, by the way, <laughs> if they start to cry. You are in charge and they are not. Teach them this early in a loving way. They will soon realize that when it is dark, it is time to sleep. And they will begin to regulate their own sleep patterns and stay asleep longer and longer. My baby slept six to seven hours at a time within the first four weeks or so. After that, the time stretched longer and longer until they were sleeping eight to ten hours at night within the first two months or so. And that doesn't mean that if yours aren't doing that, it's horrible or, you know, eventually they will sleep. Okay. It's okay. They will. (laughs) If this is your first baby, eventually they will sleep. But you can make bedtime better for you and for your child if you make sure they understand the difference between night and day. Okay. At nighttime, when it's dark, they may get a feeding when you decide it's time to feed them and you know about when that should be because you, you, you know, they'll, they'll want to feed every 15 or 20 minutes if you let them. So, you know, every hour and a half to three hours, something like that. Otherwise, make sure that they're burped. That was one of the things that worried me the most. What if they haven't burped yet? Or what if they have more air? You know, and that would make me all worried and concerned. So you make sure that they have done that. So you've got that out of your out of your mind. That's not a problem. They have done that. Okay. And they have their diaper changed and everything's safe and fine. Then put your hand gently on their back and wait. And they will eventually go to sleep. You can pat gently or whatever to say they know you're there. Okay. And pretty soon they'll realize, okay, it's night. I'm staying in bed right now. Okay, so that's how you start it with infants or or newborns, I mean. Now, infants are, they've just gotten a little older now, right? So you make sure that they have nursed or whatever or had a bottle, whichever you do. They have burped. Their diaper is dry. Their bed is safe. You have given them plenty of attention during the day. This is something else that's important. They do not have a fever. They are not sick. Make sure the lights are dim before you give them a kiss and a little song. Lay them down and tell them time to sleep and walk out of the room. If they have a routine and know this is it, they will lay down right then and they will go to sleep. Now, I know some of you who have children who whine and cry and fuss and stuff like that think, oh, there's no way that's not going to happen. You have to set up the pattern that you have to set up the routine that that's the way it is. 
okay? If you don't set that up, they're going to fuss and fight about it at first. And you have to set it up that when you say, time to sleep, and you turn the lights off and you walk out of the room, then you're done. They need to know that, okay? If they have been in charge, of course, they will fight the sleep and they will try to get you to come back into the room. Do not do it. Wait about 30 minutes. If they are still crying, walk into the room, but do not turn on the lights. <laughs> Very important. Do not turn on the lights. Make sure they're not wet, that they are safe. You know, their leg isn't caught somewhere or some kind of other things going on. Don't talk though. Go right to the crib and lay them back down and tell them time to sleep. Don't say anything else. Okay. That's important. Don't ask them a question. Don't talk to them. Don't sing them a song. Don't, don't make a big deal out of this time. You're just walking back into the room quietly to see that they're okay. You lay them back down. You say, time to sleep and you go out of the room and close the door. Now this is not satisfying to them, okay? You don't want you going in the room to satisfy them so that they'll have you come back in the room over and over again. The idea is that you're teaching them whenever you come into the room, the only thing you do is tell them to go back to sleep. That's it. They don't get a conversation. They don't get all kinds of hugs and kisses. They don't get any kind of attention. That's really anything that they want. It's not, it's not anything satisfying. So that they will recognize, well, that's not worth all the crying I just did. You know, <laughs> that's just not worth it. And eventually they will quit doing it because they recognize they're not going to get your attention. Okay. That's what they're trying to do. Okay. Now in the rare circumstances that you do go in there and you can see they need a diaper change or something because um, you, it should be rare because you've already taken care of that before bedtime, right? But you know, that rare instance could happen. Okay. You do not talk to them as you usually do, like during the day, you know, when you talk to them when you're changing their diaper and you're smiling, you're laughing and you're having a good time. You don't do that at night. See, they're going to see there's a difference at daytime. We get to talk, we get to play, we get to all, at nighttime, no, it's quiet. We don't talk. We don't have a lot of action. We do not talk, uh, start a conversation. Don't use high-pitched tones, okay? Don't do anything to stimulate them, in other words, okay? If you can help it, don't pick them up. You turn them over in the crib. You change their diaper in the crib, and uh, you do not take them out of the room for sure. You be gentle and patient, but you do not have a conversation with them. You're quiet, you're pleasant, you're gentle, but you don't talk. Okay? Now, this is not to be mean. What you're doing is you're showing them that bedtime is different than daytime. Nighttime, they sleep, and it is not time to talk, and it's not time to play. That's all. You are just teaching them to go to sleep at night, and that is the only thing that they get to do is go to sleep. Okay? So that's for an infant. Now for toddlers and young children, you can have more of a conversation before they go to bed and they're going to understand a lot more about what you're saying. So you tell them at bedtime that they must go to sleep and stay in bed. If they say that they are scared, tell them if they are scared to say a prayer and hug the toy. Remember I said give them a big plush toy. Uh, really one that's the bigger the better. Some, some children have their special toy and they like it and that's fine. Tell them if they get scared, say a prayer and hug their toy. That's what they do when they're scared is they say a prayer and hug their toy. 
and all will be well. Remember, now you have those three things. They know you love them. They know you know what's best for them. And they know that you will use your authority to make sure what's best for them is done. So you have just told them that all is well. You have told them that if they say a prayer and hug the toy, they will feel better. So if they know those three things, they will know that this is going to take care of it and they will have confidence in that. Now it is time to stop any fussing and not allow them any kind of whining. Okay, so once you've told them to go to bed, no fussing, no whining. Like I said, if they already know not to behave that way, they won't anyway. But if you taking charge is new to them, um, now I did a podcast on Be the Mom, How to Take Charge. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and take Go ahead and take a listen to that, okay? But if you are taking charge and that's new, they will give it the old college try and try to take over, okay? They will cry and fuss and complain. Don't allow it. Don't get angry, frustrated, or annoyed either. Simply tell them that it is not allowed and follow through if necessary. Now, when I say follow through, I'm talking about the method that I talked about in Be the Mom, How to Take Charge where you gently cover their mouth and you wait until they are finished. And you say, when you are finished, I will let go. Just like we talked about, if you haven't listened to that, be the mom how to take charge, please listen to that. And then you'll know what I'm talking about. And when they are all done screaming, crying, fussing, whatever they're trying to do to manipulate the situation, according to the method, repeat again, what you say is it's time for bed now, go to sleep and tell them this, unless there is a fire, a hurricane, or a disaster of some kind, stay in bed. Good night. Do not talk about anything else. Do not allow them to get you into any other kind of conversation. When they are all settled, meaning there's no more fussing and they're done with covering, you're done with covering their mouth and you, they understand staying in bed is their only option, kiss them good night and walk out of the room. Tell them if they decide to disobey, the big stuffed toy will be taken away. Okay, or whatever their favorite toy is or whatever. Say, if this toy is not helping you, I'm going to take it away. So I hope it's going to help you stay in bed. Okay, if it's not going to help you stay in bed, I'm going to take it away. So if they get up later, immediately when they get up, ask them, is there a fire in your room? If there's not a fire, they should be in bed. Walk them back to their room. Remind them that the toy has been taken now because they decided to disobey. And do not allow fussing. Repeat the process. Remember, every time they get up, it must be an unpleasant and unrewarding experience. Okay? The most important thing to remember is make bedtime a solid thing. It is not fluid and it is not unpredictable. Staying in bed will cause them to have a pleasant night. Getting up will be unpleasant and unrewarding. When they recognize that you are being consistent during the day and at night, the bedtime battles will end. They will go to bed without any problem. There's one other thing that I want you moms to really consider. How can you make your children look forward to going to bed? I have a great solution for that. It's called a mommy tape. Now, of course, tapes is the old version. When my children were little, it was cassette tapes, okay? Um, Now it might be CDs or it might be some other whatever you use, uh, whatever electronics go on. Um, It is an audio version of you talking or, or it can be of other things too, but you talking particularly, your children will look forward to going to bed to hear their mommy tape, 
okay? Uh, you can get them excited by recording your own voice and playing it for them at night when they get in bed. So you can tell them that if they get their routine down, they brush their teeth, they go potty, they do all those things that you want them to do, say their prayers and whatnot. Uh, and if they do it on time, then they will get their mommy tape. And they will really try hard to get that, that. They will want to hear their mommy tape. So a mommy tape is when you're recording your voice saying, hello, Johnny, this is your mommy tape. I'm going to tell you things I want you to learn and to remember. And so you're recording that and you put that on for them and you can record several of them. Some of the things you might want to put on there is uh, on the mommy tapes is their full name and how to spell it. You might want to put their grandparents' names and their parents' names full in full, their birth date, their address, their phone number, scriptures and songs you want them to know. You can uh, tell them the days of the week, the months of the year. You can get simple songs for those, you know, simple little songs and counting to 10 and counting by twos and fives. You can sing the 50 state song. You can say the Pledge of Allegiance. You can tell them how special they are to you and how much you love them. Those just a whole bunch of stuff. Anything that you want them to learn, you can find a song and you can sing it for them or you can just talk to them on the tape. They just absolutely love it. Children just absolutely love it and they can't wait to hear their mommy tape. Okay, my children were the same way. If they did everything they were supposed to do at their bedtime routine, then if they got in bed on time, they would get their mommy tape. And believe me, they were, they were trying really hard to get in bed on time because they wanted that, okay? You can make several tapes, like I said, or, and I'm calling them tapes, okay, recordings, whatever. Um, make several of them so that they can get different ones. And then also I used other kinds of recordings. For instance, I used um, recordings that were stories of uh, characters in history. Um, we're Christians, so I would use scripture stories. Um, there were stories of scripture characters that you could get at the library or some of them that I had purchased, um, especially American history ones. I really wanted them to learn American history, so I would put on an American history story for them. And they loved it. They loved it. So remember, you are the mom. You set the stage for the way your children will get in bed. If you are consistent, you will cause your child to be calm and happy. And you will take the major kinds of uh, frustrations away that you've been experiencing in the past. So today we have talked about how you can set up a situation where there's a bedtime routine, what you can do to make that bedtime routine consistent, how you can teach your children the difference between the daytime and the nighttime, and what that means to them in their mind. And then I've given you a way that you can make them excited about going to bed. They want to get in bed on time, okay? Now, if, if you do all of these things, what will happen is your routine will be, you put them in bed, you say goodnight, you love them and whatever they say back to you, and you leave the room and you're done. And you're going to have an hour or two before it's time for you to go to bed that you can be with your husband by yourself. You can um, read a book. You can do whatever you want and relax. So you're going to look forward to the end of the day where you're going to just have time to relax and uh, get ready for the next day. I really hope that you all will consider taking the advice that I'm giving today. And I know it can help you, especially if you're having times of struggle at bedtime. Uh, this can work for you. I want to remind you that I look forward to your questions. Um, if you would like to ask me a question, you can write me at holly at mommyanswerlady.com. 
or you can go to my website, mommyanswerlady.com, and you can reach me through that website. That's another way to get a hold of me. I'd love to hear your questions. When I get questions, I know people are listening, and I also know what it is that you would like to talk about. So please write me and let me know you're listening, and let me know what things you'd like me to talk about on the podcast. I'd also really appreciate it if you are gaining some kind of knowledge or help from these podcasts, please share them with others. I'd really like to help as many people as I can find a way to stop struggling as a mom. So next time we're going to talk about rebellion and how to help your child avoid it. And until then, I look forward to talking to you. Remember moms, you can do this.